The 2021 Cryptocurrency Gold Rush Lessons from Alexander the Great's Dream to Conquer Asia Fortune favors the bold-Virgil Cryptocurrencies are currently experiencing a kind of modern-day gold rush. Many popular cryptocurrencies and NFTs, non-fungible tokens, have risen hundreds and even thousands of percent in only a matter of months. For example, in only six months, Dogecoin, mentioned by Elon Musk, remains up over 12,000% even after dropping nearly 50% from its all-time high. Blockchain, the technology cryptocurrencies are based on, appears to already be displacing many older, outdated business models with cheaper, faster, more secure business transactions. It appears inevitable, at least a handful of these new business ventures will one day become the next Amazon, Apple, or Tesla. However, as exciting as the cryptocurrency space looks today, investors should remain cautious, only the strongest will survive. Like the internet boom 30 years ago, many crypto dreams will fail, taking billions of dollars with them into obscurity. In this article, we will explore how Alexander the Great was able to conquer Asia and displace the established power structure. In addition, we will interpret what Alexander's story might infer about the 2021 cryptocurrency gold rush and the future of blockchain. Alexander the Great's Asia Gold Rush A New Technology The power of new, breakthrough technologies like the internal combustion engine, the domestication of animals, or harnessing fire to affect change and shape the world is remarkable. However, even small, seemingly insignificant, incremental technological improvements can have profound effects on the course of history. 2,400 years ago, Alexander the Great's father, Philip II was king of Macedon. When Philip II took the throne, Macedonia was a backwater on the edge of the Greek world. Philip II changed all that with the introduction of new seemingly insignificant, incremental technological improvement. Although a gifted warrior and politician, Philip's greatest contribution to the world was the invention of the Sarisa, the famously long spear used by Macedonian troops. Many cultures, including the Greeks, had been using variations of the shield wall and spears, probably for centuries. The Greeks called their variation of the shield wall and spear the phalanx. Philip II's technological evolution was improving the phalanx formation by doubling the spear, sarisa, length and reducing the size of the shield. This allowed the soldier to use both hands to handle the sarisa, which could be up to a seemingly unwieldy 6 meters, or 20 feet in length. The smaller shield size might at first seem counterintuitive. However, given the extra length of the weapon and thrusting power that could be generated using two hands, the Sarisa used in the phalanx formation turned out to be an overwhelming advantage in head-to-head combat. The technology is proven. Philip II further improved this technology by drilling his troops exhaustively to ensure they could move and change direction while maintaining a very tight formation. He also added a bronze point on the butt of the Sarisa so it could be thrust into the ground to repel cavalry charges. The sharpened butt was also be used to stab enemy soldiers lying on the ground to death as the phalanx advanced over them. Finally, the bronze point also could be used used in an emergency if the Sarisa's stabbing point was somehow damaged or broken off. The extra length of the Sarisa combined with troop discipline made the Macedonian phalanx virtually unbeatable on a flat, 
open battlefield. In less than 25 years, Philip II dominated all the Greek states, except for Sparta. An old empire, waiting to be conquered. Persia had long been an enemy of the Greeks. In fact, beginning 100 years earlier, Persia had tried twice to invade Greece during the Greco-Persian Wars, 499-449 BC. But times had changed and although still immensely rich, the Persian Empire had weakened through a combination of corruption and incompetence. Philip II sent an army of around 10,000 men into the Persian Empire to prepare for a larger invasion force. However, before Philip could complete his invasion plans, he was assassinated by one of his bodyguards. His young son, Alexander succeeded him to the Macedonian throne. After killing a few political rivals, Alexander vowed to make good on his father's dream of conquering the Persian Empire and renewed plans for invasion. The Persian army led by Darius III was made up of soldiers from many different cultures within the Persian Empire. The army Darius assembled to fight the Greek invaders was enormous, apparently outnumbering Alexander's army two to one. However, superior numbers were no replacement for Macedonia's superior warfare technology. The combination of a disciplined phalanx in the center and Alexander's addition of lighter javelin and cavalry troops defending the phalanx flanks were an irresistible force on the battlefield. Even Darius's scythed chariots, the tanks of their day, were easily repelled by the forest of Sarisa pointing forward like the quills of a porcupine. The Conquest of Asia With no answer to Alexander's superior troops, army after army was defeated in a steady advance across the Persian Empire. In fact, some historians argue Alexander's greatest challenges were keeping his army together and focused on the continuing campaign. Alexander sent enormous sums of money back to Macedonia, making the country rich and the economy strong. His soldiers also became rich as they pushed their way through the Persian Empire. After years of campaigning, Alexander even managed to cajole his men forward to invade India. However, after only a few successful battles, Alexander was ultimately convinced by his generals to temporarily give up the campaign. Confusion and collapse, particularly of the weakest. Alexander died in 323 BC, in the palace of Nebuchadnezzar II, in Babylon, at age 32. It's unclear what killed Alexander. Historians speculate death by poison, bacterial infection, or perhaps a combination of alcoholism and physical injury from years of war were to blame. Regardless, Alexander died before a successor could be chosen. Alexander's generals argued amongst themselves for supremacy. Demades likened the Macedonian army, after the death of Alexander, to the blinded Cyclops, due to the many random and disorderly movements that it made. In addition, Leosthenes, also, likened the anarchy between the generals, after Alexander's death, to the blinded Cyclops who after he had lost his eye went feeling and groping about with his hands before him, not knowing where to lay them, Wikipedia. The remaining survivors become leaders of a new world. None of Alexander's generals had the charisma or the ability to unite the new Macedonian Empire. Ultimately, after the partition of Babylon, a conference where it was discussed how Alexander's empire would be split up, and after even more negotiation and infighting, a decision was reached to break the empire up into separate kingdoms with one of Alexander's generals taking responsibility for ruling each new kingdom. 
Antipater became governor of Macedon and Greece. Greece remained independent until it was finally defeated and absorbed into the Roman Empire. Lysimachus became governor of Thrace, which also eventually surrendered to Rome. North Africa was given to Ptolemy, whose dynasty ruled Egypt until the reign of Cleopatra. Syria and Mesopotamia were given to Laomedon of Mytilene and Arcesilaus and the rest of the eastern territories, all the way to India were parceled out mainly to native-born rulers. Out of the ashes of Alexander's empire rose a handful of winners that drastically changed the course of history by spreading Hellenistic culture throughout much of the known world. The Ptolemaic Kingdom of Egypt, the Seleucid Empire, the Kingdom of Pergamon, and of course, Macedon itself continued for many years as, independent kingdoms. Only with the development of the more flexible Roman legion was the Macedonian Sarisa armed phalanx slowly made obsolete. Yet it's worth remembering that for every successful kingdom, there were also losers who were not as proficient using the phalanx in battle. Many of the new kingdoms that rose from Alexander's empire were almost immediately conquered, made irrelevant, and forgotten over time. This is the natural course for all technology developments. It is the bold who initially succeed by quickly harnessing the power of new technology. Yet, it is only the strongest versions of that technology coupled with the most disciplined teams who ultimately survive the test of time. The 2021 Cryptocurrency Gold Rush Diamond Hands, Reddit's Wall Street Bets Forum A new technology It might surprise you that blockchain, the technology all cryptocurrencies are built on, is also an evolutionary, rather than revolutionary technology breakthrough. Blockchain is simply one step forward in the world of accounting. Accounting can be traced back thousands of years. The technology was likely developed not long after the invention of money and numbers. Accounting's most primitive form is single-entry accounting. In single-entry accounting, there is only one entry for each transaction. Each transaction is either positive or negative. Think of the cash balance in your bank account for an example of how we continue to use single-entry accounting today. Each transaction has a date, a description, a transaction value, and a running total. However, if you are trying to keep an accurate value for an army, a city, or a complex business, simply keeping a running total of cash is not enough. Therefore, double-entry accounting was invented. Double-entry bookkeeping means that a debit entry in one account must be equal to a credit entry in another account to keep the equation balanced. Double-entry accounting keeps track of valuable assets and inventory that have been purchased with cash or debts owed if cash or goods have been borrowed. Virtually all businesses today use double-entry accounting because it allows businesses to accurately calculate profit and loss in complex organizations and financial statements can easily be created. The easiest way to think of blockchain is to imagine a triple-entry accounting system. When a transaction is executed between two individuals, the transaction is recorded by both individuals and a third, independent copy of the transaction is recorded and locked into the blockchain. This third, independent transaction record cannot be altered or deleted by either party of the transaction. It's a little like having an independent digital witness of the transaction the technology is proven. The transaction record is permanent because the blockchain ledger is distributed via the internet, across many computer hosts rather than being stored centrally. In addition, 
Every block of the chain is protected by cryptography, making altering the transaction by either party, effectively impossible. The power of such a system is faking transactions and documents is virtually impossible. This means middlemen like banks or other institutions that traditionally verify the identity of individuals, and the validity of transactions or documents, aren't needed. Transactions can be made completely anonymously between individuals. It is the elimination of middlemen and the anonymity that makes cryptocurrency on the one hand, useful for criminals, as we recently experienced with the hacking and ransom payment made by Colonial Pipeline, but it also makes blockchain an obvious way to streamline digital transactions safely while also maintaining privacy. Four ways antiquated business practices are being replaced by blockchain. 1. Financial Services Blockchain has already sharply driven down the cost of transferring money between countries. Transferring money from Canada to Japan only six or seven years ago, was very costly. Worse yet, Canadian banks would charge the transfer fee after warning you there was no guarantee the money would successfully be transferred. When I complained about not getting a refund if the transfer failed, the banker on the other end of the phone simply responded with, do you want to transfer the money or not? Today, that nightmare is all gone. You can now log into your online bank account, click on Global Money Transfer, enter the banking information you want to send cash to, and click Send. There are no more transfer fees or deductions. Transfers settle in 1-3 to three business days, the same amount of time to transfer cash between accounts in the same country. Transfers are secure and end up in the right bank account through a digital verification process. It is inevitable that blockchain will continue to greatly streamline and in some cases, completely replace old banking and insurance processes. 2. Smart Contracts Smart contracts are really just programs stored on the blockchain to make transactions automatic by executing instructions when predetermined conditions are met. Smart contracts already allow individuals who have never met each other to fractionally own valuable pieces of art. In the future, we will likely see smart contract directed revenue from fractionally owned real estate paid directly into fractional owner bank accounts. Smart contracts may eventually become common when buying or selling a property. Although real estate agents argue the conditions of a real estate contract might be too ambiguous to program into a smart contract, I don't know why smart contracts couldn't be used today to at least eliminate the need for a notary to act as an intermediary or to re-register property titles. Perhaps one day soon, buyers and sellers won't need to exchange paperwork or identification of any kind to complete real estate transactions. 3. Digital IDs By digitally recording IDs on the blockchain, Estonia has been enjoying secure internet voting, for years. All Estonian citizens have a blockchain-secured digital ID issued to them that they can use to access services like state health care, tax filing, and banking services. According to the eestonia.com website, tax filing typically can be completed online in 3 to 5 minutes. By placing all of these services online and securing them in the blockchain, Estonia has driven down government administration costs and significantly pared back unnecessary bureaucracy. 4. Internet of Things, IoT Combined with 5G technology, the IoT and blockchain will make it possible to securely record data from any device connected to the Internet. 
Entire supply lines will be verified from producer to consumer making fraud virtually impossible. Products and services could be accessed automatically without the need to fill out paperwork or verify your identity. Imagine a world where you simply walk up to the car you rented or the hotel room you booked and the door unlocks as your smart device is detected. Growth Explosion Cryptocurrencies and the services connected to them are exploding and so are the prices investors are prepared to pay to get in on the action. In 1999, anything ending in .com was red hot. Much like the technology boom 30 years ago, anything associated with crypto has been going straight up in price. These days, even major banking institutions are changing their opinions on Bitcoin and altcoins. Many are now either allowing or at least thinking about allowing investors to access cryptocurrency. This has been the sea change the crypto community has been waiting for, mainstream adoption. It appears the recent explosion in cryptocurrency prices has forced the hand of more mature financial institutions. Confusion and Collapse Some cryptocurrency names are still holding up pretty well in May of 2021. However, the vast majority of popular names, including Bitcoin and Ethereum are well off the all-time highs they set only a matter of weeks ago. With major cryptocurrencies down 50% and more, some investors are starting to wonder if the gold rush in crypto is over. It's possible the bull market is over. Particularly if stock markets continue to fall, I don't see how it won't put selling pressure on most cryptocurrencies as well. If interest rates suddenly start rising or Federal Reserve tapering starts being implemented, a richly priced stock and cryptocurrency market are sure to trade lower. However, even if the bull market in cryptocurrency is over, for now, cryptocurrency and blockchain development and adoption are still in the very early days. The potential to disrupt older business models in the near future looks like a real threat for many established leaders. The remaining survivors become leaders of a new world. In one way, a really serious bear market in cryptocurrencies might be exactly what the industry needs right now to shake out weaker, impractical, and fraudulent business models. There's nothing like a good financial crisis to separate the wheat from the chaff, just ask pets.com. The truth is, the biggest supporters of cryptocurrencies tend to be younger investors. They have the time horizon to see the best cryptocurrencies mature into tomorrow's leading businesses. Even if the current cryptocurrency gold rush comes screeching to a halt over the next several months, I fully expect some of today's best altcoins will ultimately go on to become some of the most influential and valuable businesses in the future. Disclosure, please seek professional advice before making any investment decisions.